Hello and welcome to Speaking the Truth with your host, Anthony Brown. Speaking the Truth is brought to you by Associates Life Coaching and Counseling. If you're feeling blue and don't know what to do, call Anthony Brown and he will help you. Call 1-800-217-7140, hit option 1 or 0, or go to www.associateslifecoachingandcounseling.com. This episode is also brought to you by King Leo Publishing. You will find uh, two books, Rebirth from Darkness to Light. Uh, it's a book of poetry by Jess Anthony and also uh, by poet Jess Anthony and also Hope, Peace, Love and Joy, uh, which is a book by Anthony Brown. Uh Hope, please love, enjoy experiencing the psychological effects of living the concepts of Advent, both on sale for your reading pleasure. Um, you'll find that at kingleo.com, K-V-N-G-L-E-O.com, K-V-N-G-L-E-O.com. All right. So, the last couple of episodes, I discussed hope. Then I discuss peace. And today I am discussing amore. I'm discussing love. Discussing love. Um, the topic of love is, I wouldn't say it's controversial, but it's a topic that means so many different things to so many people. And I'm going to talk about this uh, this uh, topic from a perspective of individual love and then love on a broader base. So um, one one thing that came to my mind is. Um, I I try to make this an inclusive show uh, and to make it a show that's comfortable for people regardless of their beliefs, religious beliefs or lack of thereof. Uh, One beautiful thing about living in the United States is... uh, uh, is that we have the freedom to believe what we want to believe, and that's not always the case in some places. And so anyway, uh, but with that being said, I just want to, uh, if you bear with me, is to uh, just quote this. I very, very seldom quote anything scripture, but... If you just compare with me with this definition of love, because it it is very poetic. It's a poetic way of, of, of it's a poetic um, description of it, and it's one of my favorite uh, things to read. Uh, uh, so just bear with me, and, and I'm gonna read that, and then I'm gonna really go into my topic today, which is really more inclusive. Um, so, 
it goes, and this is just to give a reference, it's in the Holy Bible, uh, the, the Christian Holy Book, the Holy Bible, in the section that's 1 Corinthians 13th verse. It says, love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It's not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. And it is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. I really, really love that 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 definition. I think that whoever the writer, well, I guess it was Paul, uh, St. Paul, who wrote that, and he really nailed it. Um, and it goes on to say, and, and I'm, I'm just going to paraphrase it, that love never fails. And then it goes on to say that uh, that love is God. And I think that when it, if that's truth, if love is truly God, I think a lot of organized religion really missed a boat on what love is because of the way God is ex- that that love is not extended. The church is not extended love in the same way because it seems like well, not that it seems like it's it's it's, it's almost a fact when it comes to a lot of organized religion where who you have people you have over and over again who's in and who's out, who's in and who's out. This group is is not. In because of thus and so, this group is out. But well, this group is in because of thus and so. This group is out because of this and so. This thus and so. This group of people pays this amount of money, so they're in. This group, you know. So anyway, don't get me started. Uh, I one, I think that uh, I, I'm just not gonna go there. I won't go there. But let me get back on topic because I've wasted almost five minutes on a tangent. Um, so love. Love is a complex mix of emotions, behaviors, and beliefs associated with strong feelings of affection, protectiveness, warmth, and respect for another person. It is an emotion that is often characterized by feeling of deep attachment and commitment, and it can be experienced in many different forms, including romantic love, familiar love, and platonic love. Love is often described as a feeling of strong affection or attachment towards someone, and it can involve a range of emotions such as tenderness, compassion, and care. Love is often accompanied by behaviors that demonstrate care and concern for the loved one, such as spending time with them, supporting them, and protecting them. Love can also involve a set of beliefs or values that guide our actions and decisions and that shape how we relate to and interact with others. For example, we may feel a strong sense of love and commitment towards our family and friends, and this may influence how we prioritize uh, our time and energy. Love can have a powerful and positive impact on our lives, and it is an important part of many people's happiness and well-being. 
It can provide us with a sense of connection and belonging and can help us feel supported, valued, and appreciated. At the same time, love can also be challenging and difficult and it can require effort and vulnerability to maintain and nurture. Because love is a complex mix of emotions, behaviors, and beliefs associated with strong feelings or of affection, protectiveness, and warmth and respect towards another person, it is an important and powerful emotion that can have a positive impact on our lives. And it is something that we, that many people aspire to experience and cultivate in their relationships. How do you achieve internal love? Internal love is a feeling of love, compassion, and acceptance towards oneself. It is a feeling of self-worth and self-acceptance that is characterized by a lack of self-judgment or self-criticism. Internal love can have a positive impact on an individual's overall well-being and happiness, and it is something that can be cultivated and nurtured over time. Here are a few ways that can work towards achieving internal love. Practice self-care. Taking care of your physical, emotional, and mental health can be an important step towards achieving internal love. This can involve activities such as eating a healthy diet, getting enough sleep, engaging in physical exercises, and taking breaks when you need them. Cultivate self-compassion. Self-compassion involves treating yourself with the same kindness, understanding, and care that you will offer to a good friend. By practicing self-compassion, you can learn to be more understanding and accepting of your own flaws and mistakes and to respond to yourself with kindness rather than as criticism. Practice gratitude. Focusing on the things that you are grateful for can help you to shift your focus away from negative thoughts and emotions and towards a more positive and loving perspective. By regularly practicing gratitude, you can cultivate a sense of appreciation and love for yourself and your life. Seek support. If you are struggling to achieve internal love, it can be helpful to support from to seek support from friends, family, or therapists. They can provide you with a safe and supportive space to explore your thoughts and feelings and can offer guidance and encouragement as you work towards cultivating self-love. By practicing self-care, cultivating self-compassion, and practicing practicing gratitude and seeking support, you can work towards achieving internal love and a sense of self-worth and self-acceptance. Practicing self-care. Self-care is the practice of taking care of your physical, emotional, and mental health. It is an important aspect of overall well-being and it involves activities that nourish and support your physical, emotional, and mental health. Self-care can take many different forms and works for and for one person may not work for another. It is important to find self-care practices that feel meaningful and beneficial to your, to your personality. Here are a few examples of self-care practices that you, can, you might find helpful. Physical self-care. Physical self-care involves activities that support your physical health and well-being. 
This can include things like getting enough sleep, eating a healthy diet, engaging in physical exercises, and taking breaks when you need them. It could also involve taking care of your physical needs, such as taking medications as prescribed, getting regular medical checkups, and seeking medical care when needed. Emotional self-care. Emotional self-care involves activities that support your emotional well-being. This can include things like expressing your feelings, setting boundaries with others, taking time for yourself, and engaging in activities that bring you joy and relaxation. It can also involve seeking support from others, such as friends, family, or therapists. When you are when you are feeling overwhelmed or stressed, <laughs> that should be a sentence. When you are feeling overwhelmed or stressed, I guess I'm just too tired to be reading my notes. But I'm going to continue. Mental self-care. Mental self-care involves activities that support your mental health and well-being. This can include things like engaging in activities that stimulate your mind, such as reading puzzles or learning new skills and taking breaks from screens, from screens and technology. So basically, <laughs> getting off that dog and computer. And I will even add... Um, Living at the time you 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 are on the video games and your phone is and a phone also. It could also involve practicing mindfulness such as through meditation or deep breathing exercises or seeking support from a mental health professional when needed. Spiritual care, spiritual self spiritual self care involves activities that nourish your sense of purpose and connections to something greater than yourself. This can include things like practicing uh, religion. What is spiritual self-care? Spiritual self-care is the practice of taking care of your spiritual well-being. It involves activities that nourish your sense of purpose and connection to something greater than yourself and that and that help you to feel grounded, centered, and at peace. Spiritual self-care can take many different forms and works from one person, what works for one person may not work for another. It can also, it is also important to find spiritual self-care practices that feel meaningful and beneficial to, per, to you personally. Some examples of spiritual self-care practice, self-care practice include Meditation or mindfulness, which involves bringing your attention to the present moment and letting go of distractions and judgment. These practices can help you feel more grounded and centered and can promote a sense of inner peace and clarity. Prayer or spiritual practice. Engaging in a spiritual practice such as prayer or chanting can help you feel connected to something greater than yourself and can bring a sense of peace, purpose to your life. Nature connections. Spending time in nature can be a powerful way to nourish your spiritual well-being. Being in nature can help you to feel more connected to the natural to the natural world and can bring a sense of peace and tranquility. 
creativity. Engaging in creative activities such as art, music, or writing can help you to tap into your inner creativity and to express your thoughts and feelings in a meaningful way. Service, which is, today was a day of service, which was uh, Martin Luther King's birthday. Engaging in service or volunteering can be a way to connect with others and to contribute to the great, greater good. It can, uh, can bring a sense of purpose and meaningful to your life, and it can help you to feel more connected to something larger. So how do you find love by cultivating self-compassion? Self-compassion is the practice of treating yourself with the same kindness, understanding, and care that you would offer to a good friend. It involves being understanding and accepting of your own flaws and mistakes and responding to yourself with kindness rather than criticism. Cultivating self-compassion can be an important step towards finding love from yourself and it can have a positive impact on your overall well-being and happiness. Here are a few ways that you can cultivate self-compassion. Practice mindfulness. Mindfulness involves bringing your attention to be present to the present moment and letting go of distractions and judgment. By practicing mindfulness and and uh, by practicing mindfulness, you can become more aware of your thoughts and feelings and can learn to respond to them with kindness and understanding rather than criticism. Use self-compassionate language. Pay attention to the language you use when you talk to yourself and try to use self-compassionate language rather than harsh or critical language. For example, instead of saying, I'm, I'm such an idiot, try saying, I made a mistake, but that's okay, everyone makes mistakes. Treat yourself with kindness. Show yourself the same kindness and care that you would show to your good friend. This can involve taking care of your physical needs, such as eating well and getting enough sleep and engaging in activities that bring you joy and relaxation. Seek support. If you are struggling to cultivate self-compassion, it can be helpful to seek support from friends, family, and a therapist. They can provide you with a safe, supportive space to explore your thoughts and feelings and can offer guidance and encouragement as you work towards cultivating self-compassion. By practicing mindfulness, using self-compassion and language, treating yourself with kindness and seeking support when needed, you you can work towards cultivating self-compassion and finding love for yourself. So how do you find, find love by practicing gratitude? Gratitude is the practice of focusing on the things that you are thankful for in your life. It involves taking the time to appreciate and acknowledge the good things in your life rather than dwelling on negative thoughts or experiences. Practicing gratitude can be an important step towards finding love. And it can help you to shift your focus away from negative thoughts and emotions and towards a more passionate and loving perspective. Here are a few ways for you can practice gratitude. Keep a gratitude journal. Consider keeping a journal or a list of things that you are grateful for. 
Each day, take a few minutes to write down a few things that you are grateful for, no matter how small or insignificant they may seem. This can help you to shift your focus towards the positive things in your life. Share your gratitude with others. Share your gratitude with others can be a powerful way to cultivate a sense of appreciation and love. Consider telling someone close to you what you are grateful for or expressing your gratitude publicly uh, through social media or other channels. Reflect on your blessings. Take time to reflect on the blessings in your life, such as your health and relationships and the opportunity and experiences you have had. This can help you to cultivate a sense of appreciation and love for the good things in your life. Practice my practicing mindfulness. Practice mindfulness. Mindfulness involves bringing your attention to the present moment and letting go of distractions and judgment. By practicing mindfulness, you can become more aware of the things that you are grateful for in your life and can cultivate a sense of appreciation and love for the present moment. By practicing gratitude, you can shift your focus towards the positive things in your life and cultivate a sense of appreciation and love. This can help you find love and happiness within yourself and in your relationships with others. So I'm going to end uh, this episode of Speaking the Truth with Anthony Brown. It's going to be a part two of this uh, discussion on what love is. Next time uh, I will will talk more about love. I will talk more about different stages of love, the history of love, and just fall in love with talking about love. (laughs) This love and love, right? I guess I'm a person that is, I'm in love with love. I'm a hopeless romantic. And, um, very few people, I guess, see this, see, get this chance to really see that side of me. And, um, hmm, I guess it's because it's hard to find someone that, uh, deserves to see that side of me. But, but, we, but it's different levels of love. Of course, family's going to see a certain level of love. Friends are going to see a certain level of love. But there should always be that one person that you that can see the part of you where you just can be open, where you can be uh, vulnerable with, and being vulnerable is a choice, and really love is a choice. But we'll talk about that next time until you hear my voice again. Love yourself, love others, and be well.